everyone, and welcome to the Voice of Hope in the Darkness podcast series. This is your host, Nicole Smith, and today I have a very special and talented guest joining me in this discussion on fear and how it relates to depression and even suicidal thoughts. Her name is Katie Walker, and Katie, I would love for you to further introduce yourself, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do before we dive in. Yes. Hey, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am a mother of four. I live in Louisiana. I do acting, producing. I am a host of Insight Scene, which is a internet, I like to call it a movement that inspires and encourages women in their everyday walk. And I am a big soccer mom. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So today we are going to be talking about fear. Um, It is an interesting topic. I know you're going to have a lot of great insight um, on this topic. Um, But I know for me, it's always really interesting seeing how these different topics that we've been discussing in these podcasts relate back to mental health. Um, For fear specifically, you know, it's one of those ones that often triggers symptoms like anxiety and nauseous and like increased heart rate. And you can kind of think of some moment in time where you experience that fear. You felt all those things happen, you know, maybe just one of them or even all at once. And we've all experienced that, that crippling fear that, you know, you you freeze, you panic um, and There's so many different things that can lead to that. You know, it can be that fear of failure, you know, something in your life, fear of death. You know, we've all had like either a car accident or some sort of near-death experience, drowning, you know, something that just, that stirs that up inside of you. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, later in life with the economy and everything, you face like that fear of financial debt, um, even irrational fears that come up, you know, as time goes on. And all these different fears and worries they're so good at keeping depression in place in our lives. You know, when we fear the future and what's to come, when we worry about tomorrow, or when we doubt the direction and the calling place on our life, we stop listening uh, to that calm inner voice that's inside of us, and we disregard that direction that we're supposed to be walking in. And I know for me, you know, I can think of so many different examples Um in my own life where I've faced, you know, one or even all of these at some different point in time. But the difference between experiencing fear or having fear and walking in fear are very different. You know, it's very different when, you know, it's one thing to be scared or terrified or fear, uh, fearful in the moment. And it's another to live in that mindset of fear. Um, and so can you think of any, you know, experiences in your own life where you've faced fear or even felt like fear was something that you had to overcome in order to face the day or, you know, get through the week? Oh, yes. You know, I I feel like fear is, is something that paralyzes and fear comes all the time in every situation, like you mentioned, um, previously in every part of the walk of life. And it's, it's you living a life. And I like to say of courage or bravery. Um, There's many, when I think of fear, I can think of many different ways. So speaking every time, even, even the podcast, I will get nervous and, and think, oh, I'm not qualified here. And the thoughts that come in your mind make you fearful of failure or feel fearful of not saying the, the correct things. Um, So you can, you can basically paralyze in your life and say, no, I'm not going to step or move into a calling um, where I'm supposed to be because because I'm scared of an outcome. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. In my family history, my grandmother's 
husband, they divorced from from adultery. It was always the firstborn. Then Mm -hmm. she was the firstborn. And then my mother, um, my mom and dad divorced out of adultery. She was the firstborn. I'm also the firstborn daughter. So I always had this fear of in marriage. Okay, well, I'm the firstborn. This is a legacy it looks like in my family. I can look at it this way and either never get married or I can um, live in fear in marriage. And so I can use that example of, so what do you do? Do you live paralyzed by this fear or do you say, no, I'm going to live with courage and say no to this? Because what fear does is it makes your heart passive, um, which means it makes it say I'm not going to step into this or it makes you say I'm not going to do it and I I have learned that the value of fighting fighting that passive heart is to say to yourself no I will get up and go I will face you know the challenges I will face let's say so I'm speaking about marriage I I will step into it and say you know no this ends with me so my heart's not going to even acknowledge that past it's going to say no, I'm going to start something new. And that's called bravery and courage. And that's what, what I would want to encourage people in any walk of life, in any thought, is to find that courage and really the truth. See, I'm, I'm not going to believe an unbelief that just because this happened to my grandmother and just because it happened to my mother, that it's going to happen to me. I have to say that's an un, that, yes, it did happen. It sounds so logical. But it's not going to happen here because I'm going to make I think that's so steps. true. I think that's so true. You know, we definitely see like when we have those like repeating patterns in our lives that we think that we're subject to to have to go through that same thing instead of breaking off whatever it is that's been happening generation after generation and saying, no, like I'm not going to live in that same way. Like I'm not going to be crippled by that fear that it's going to happen to me or anything like that. I think – Often we we get so scared of messing up or making the same mistakes that we don't go on that journey that we're called to. Um, you know, it just makes me think of like a newborn child, you know, how how in the beginning, like, of course, you know, it seems like impossible for them to walk or to run or to to go on some long journey or out into the world. And yet, you know, it's literally they have to take those baby steps to learn, you know, it's wobbly, it's terrifying, and you're going to fall down time and time again. But it's the fact that you keep getting back up that you that you don't let that fear stop you from going and becoming who you're supposed to be. Um, And eventually you look back and you realize, you know, at one point in time, you were still growing the the muscles and the bone strength to be able to even stand. And then baby step after baby step, you know, eventually you're you're running, you're skipping, you're you're taking these long journeys, you're going out and accomplishing things, you're doing more than you ever even thought possible. But it starts with that ability to overcome that fear, to say I'm not going to be held back by anything that's held back anybody before me. And I think that it's so true. Like it applies to so many different areas of our life. It can apply to marriage. It can apply to generational curses. It can apply to even just, you know, small things like going and getting a degree when nobody in your family had been able to do that before, or, you know, any other thing right. like that. I right. So I, I have the, the funniest, well, it's a funny to me now. It was not funny when it happened. Mm-hmm. But I think when, when we do things over and over and we fell, we expect that's going to happen again. Or we think, if I do this and I fell, it will be the most horrible thing in the whole world. 
And and so that one thought of if I do fail, um, you know, it will be the death of me or, you know, this is it will be it. And that's where you have to stop. That's how you fight the fear. Um, when I was a senior in high school, oh, this is so funny. We it's not I was petrified, but we we went on a spring break trip and we went into different high schools to do a um hey, turn your life around, you know, life is for living. It was kind of like a, it was teenagers talking to other teenagers. And um, we were, it was a church group for my family that, I mean, for my school that went, but, um, you know, we went into school, so we didn't talk church. But on this, on a particular Wednesday night, we were invited to a church and we had a whole program set up and except on this Wednesday, our, our, director said, Hey, listen, you're at a church. You can talk about God, go for it. So everybody's like, Hey, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So on Wednesday, I started the entire program. I put some like foil over my mask and pressed it on my face. And my opening line, I still remember this dialogue was I've taken my mask off. Now you take off yours. <laughs> I love it. Yes. That's so good. No, it was so cheesy, but this is really <laughs> Um but it was talking about being real, right? So yeah. I was going to go into, let's be real. Let's talk about uh, Jesus or let's, you know, this guy. I went completely blank. I mean, there it was. All the lights were on. It was a black, it was a packed full house. And I just sat there. I mean, sat there, stone silence, that long break where nothing happens. And Nicole, I ran off the stage. That's oh, it. Wow. I, and, and I was the, like, I was the kickoff for the entire show. And so everybody was like, what the heck? But let me tell you something. I was so afraid from that point on to ever go back and do something again. So afraid. Um, when you had to give a speech in class or I, because I thought, oh my gosh, it's going to happen. I'm going to go. It's, I would call it like a blank brain. I was so scared of a change that it would just, I would, you know, I would get the anxiety, the fear. No, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Right, right. And, um, but when you're called to speak or when you're asked, hey, you've got to come and speak here, you have got to fight through that and say, okay, you know what? This did not kill me. Although I still remember it many years later. Sure, yeah. The baby steps. Look, it didn't kill me. All right. right. I, I gave a whole group of people um, some laughter. But it's so cool, too, hearing this story, too, like just knowing what I know about you, you know, our audience may not know that, you know, you you do a lot of acting, you do public speaking, you record vlogs, and you do all these other things on social media through insight scene. And you very easily could have let that moment that fear run the rest of your life, you could have let that, you know, that like literally sink in and make it be in your mind that, oh, I, I can't ever speak out right. again. I can't ever speak in front of a group again. I'm not, it's not what I'm called to. It's not what I'm good at. It's, you know, you could have let that run everything and, and make, um, really like allow it to make the choices for you and choose the direction of your life instead of you continuing to walk on and say, no, I do have a calling. I'm going to impact people. I'm going to reach people regardless of this one moment when I drew, you know, like had a blank moment. Yeah. And I just think that's so cool. Like you literally, you've, you've overcome that. You know, I don't think our audience even realize how huge that is. Well, but I want to tell you, it wasn't just a word. <laughs> 
unfortunately, it's not just a one moment time. There have been other, like you said, in the, the example of the baby steps was so beautiful because I still had more. They weren't maybe to that degree sure. um, where I ran off, but there have been more where I'm like, oh no, it just, I, why, why would I even put myself through this? I'm going to say no next time. I'm going to say no. But I'm telling you, if you start saying no, then you're not stepping out of that fear. And, it's so true. Right. And it's still scary every time to, to stand up, even in acting, if I'm totally prepared for a scene. I, and I, when that director calls action, I, I almost, it almost takes my breath away every time. Every time there's that moment of, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't screw this up. No, stop. You're supposed to be acting. No, you're not supposed to be there. Where are you in your head? You know? Um, right. Yeah. And it's just saying, no, I will get up and I will keep doing this. And having, yeah. I would just love to tell the audience to commit. If this is in your heart and you know, hey, I'm supposed to be doing this, but I'm scared to death, just go. Just close your eyes and jump and keep jumping. Don't stop. I think that's so good, too, because, you know, I think of so many people in history that have faced similar things where they've had these moments of failure. But it's that it's that ability to know that that moment doesn't define everything, that that that's not the final right. cut, that there's so many chances um, to go at it again. Um, and even as you were saying, you know, that that one moment that like that stage fright, blank brain, you know, it wasn't a one time thing that it's happened other times before and that, you know, even in the future, it may happen again. You know, it just makes me think of people like Thomas Edison. And, you know, he has so many great inventions attributed to him. You know, he's the reason that we have light in our homes and and so many other incredible things related to electricity. And yet people forget he invented a thousand light bulbs that did not work before he got to one that actually lit up a room. And I think it's the same thing, you know, like we're going to have these moments time and time again where we make mistakes, where we fall, where something bad happens, where we have stage fright, we draw a blank or whatever it is. And I do believe it's going to be related to our purpose. I really do believe that we get attacked hardest in those places because everything is trying to stand in the way of us doing what we're called to do. And I, I it's just your story just lines up so perfectly with that because I, I do believe that you were called to speak to people and to have an impact on people and to act and all these other things. And so, of course, you know, you're going to have something standing in your way that directly relates to that because it's something that has to be overcome. There has to be some sort of exchange that takes place. You know, your purpose and your calling aren't something that are just – you know, thrust upon you, you know, even though it may seem like that to everybody else in the world, they don't realize, you know, you think of like professional athletes. Sure, they probably have a lot of natural born skill and talent, but they have to work for it. You know, they don't just wake up one day and they're magically really fast and able to jump really high and shoot really well and hit really hard and, you know, all these other things. They have to work for it. And there's failure and there's broken bones and there's you know, exhaustion and sweat yeah. and blood and tears that goes into being who they were called to be. And I think it's the same thing for every different career field, for every different path in life. You know, there are things that have to go into it. There has to be something invested that is hard. It's hard emotionally, physically, mentally, and 
the biggest thing though is it's it's worth it you know I don't think you would ever look back and say you know everything that I've invested into who I am today wasn't worth it you know the fact that you overcame time and time again again like I think it was worth it you know I think anybody would say the same once they really get to where they're going it's just hard along the way to notice um, that it's going to be worth it someday until you're looking back and realizing how far you've come. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, you mentioned uh, professional athletes. I married a professional athlete. Um, my husband was a major league baseball player for 12 years in the in the big leagues. And, um, you know, he often talks. I hear him. He, he will go and speak a lot. Um, his name's Todd Walker. He played for Boston and Chicago. And he was Very with cool. – yeah, he was with the Red Sox the year before they won. Oh, wow. Um, and they were in the playoffs, and it's such high, high pressure and high stress, which any job can be at their sure. t- at times. Um, and I can remember him being petrified, just so scared. Um, you know, here's this athlete that is trained. This is what he does. He is an expert at what he does. In fact, all of them are. But there was an ex. There was a, a a larger fear. He said every day he would go to bat, and he did this 162 days a year. Every at bat, he would walk up to the plate, and he said, "I would feel scared. Wow. I would feel scared, but I would remember that that is not the spirit that I listen to." Right. And so that I would have to step in and say, no, I, you know, I can do this. I'm trained. So there was this, this moment where he has to not listen to what he feels. And I think that's very important in fear is we can feel fear, but we cannot let that dominate us, our choices. That's so true. That's so true. Well, and that means that in every single one of those moments, you know, when that fear is coming to him and saying either, you know, you're not going to hit it, you're not going to do good, what, whatever those, you know, thoughts are, exactly, whatever those thoughts are that are attacking him, he has a decision right then and there to either walk back to the dugout and say, nope, not going to do it this time, or to step up and say, you know what, despite this fear, I have the courage to do it anyways. I'm going to do it anyways, despite what the outcome is. That doesn't mean he's going to hit it every time. That doesn't mean he's not going to let the team down. But it means that he's not letting himself down right. by walking off that field. And I think that's huge. I think the biggest thing is if we allow ourselves to be prisoners to fear and we don't ever break free, because you're right, we can feel that fear. We can be scared. We can be terrified. But if we let that fear determine what decisions we're making and how we're choosing you know, to overcome it, that's when there's really an issue with it. That's when it becomes more than just a fearful feeling and it actually becomes like this dominating force in our life. And that's, right. that's really where people run into trouble. Right. And, you know, that uh, w- that feeling of fear, you know, it, it often, it comes almost every time I go to speak somewhere, I will feel the fear. And I have to remind myself, a lot of times, if you, if you look at the way, why you're feeling fear, if you ask yourself, why do I feel this way? It usually is the root. Um, and I hate to say it, but it's really the truth. Is it, we're so afraid of, of what people may think. 
It's so true. afraid of the fear of, um, you know, rejection from man. Right. And, and so if you can remind yourself, you know, of this untruth, you can't, we, A, we can't please everyone, but B, we, we're stepping into a place where people are not, not everybody is going to agree with us and that's okay, but you've got to step into your calling and your destiny and your purpose. And it is, it is hope filled, not fear filled. It is hope filled. That's right. That's right. So I think the biggest question that I want to ask all of our listeners today is what fears are holding you back? Because I think most of you, if you can really take that moment and have that self-reflection and be honest with yourself and say, hey, what are some things that I know I'm facing, you know, maybe on a daily basis, weekly basis, whatever it is, what are those fears that are holding you back? What is it that you're supposed to be doing, that you're supposed to be walking into, that you're called to, that maybe you're even passionate about, but because of fear alone, you're keeping yourself from actually going and taking that step forwards. If you can figure out exactly what that is and have the courage to overcome, despite, you know, you can feel that fear, but if you can also have the courage to keep moving forwards despite that fearful feeling, that's what I think you'll really begin to see change in your life. I think that's also where you'll start to feel more fulfilled in the things that you're accomplishing. Because really, if you, if you know, even if it's subconsciously, deep down, whatever it is, if you know that you have things that you're supposed to be doing and because of something that you're scared of, because you're afraid of what people may think about you or any other reason, you're scared of failing, if that's what's holding you back, that's when you start to have that emptiness inside, that void that something's not quite being filled. And if you're just doing it, you know, on the side or not fully like you're supposed to be, you know, you may have a little bit of satisfaction from it. But as long as you have that emptiness, that's really where, you know, you have this 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 environment that broods depression, that it allows that to be okay um, because you're allowing fear to continue, you're allowing worry and anxiety to, to control your life instead of you really saying, no, I'm not going to let this keep happening time and time again. I'm going to, to keep going up to the plate. I'm going to keep going to bat. Even when it's hard, even when I'm scared, I'm going to get up and I'm going to speak in front of people. Even though I've freezed in the past or I've forgotten the line that I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep taking those baby steps because one day I'm going to be running. I'm going to be on a journey that was worth it and I really think that's the biggest thing for for every single one of us today myself included Katie I'm sure you would say the same yeah you know I want to look and see you know what fears are holding me back what's keeping me from doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing that's going to bring that fulfillment into my life and I think if we can figure that out we'll we'll all be in a much better place um Katie do you have any final things that you would like to say to any of our listeners that may be wrestling with fear today I think the only thing is, is I would give you five words to tell yourself. Say to yourself, I will get up now. I will get up and now. Make the determined um, effort and intentional. Like tell your heart that you will get up now. That no more excuses. You won't allow any of these feelings to step in the way and go after your dreams. Because it's there and the world needs you. The world needs you to, to find your dream and move in it. I think that's so good. I think that's so true. I think um, that many of us forget just how valuable the calling on our life is. That, mm -hmm. that our purpose, it's not just a self thing. 
that the reason we have this calling on our life is because it's going to impact other people around us. It's going to impact the world. It's going to change something. And of course, everything's going to stand in the way to keep us from changing the world. (laughs) That would only make sense. (laughs) Um, But I do want to thank all of you um, for tuning into the Voice of Hope in the Darkness podcast series today. Um, Katie, I want to thank you so much for co-hosting with me. Your insight has been absolutely incredible. Um, And then to all of our listeners, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can reach out to us via text or email. We have a text line that you can send us questions, comments, feedback, anything like that. And the number is 507-944-HOPE. And then you can also email us at contact at voiceofhopeinthedarkness.com. And then, of course, if you'd ever like daily inspiration um, to read blog posts or even listen to more of our podcasts, you can also follow along with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, Thank you again all for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. And please do remember that you do matter and you are valuable. Um, Until next time.